0: Hey, folks, this is Ron Longwell, and I'm glad you're here today for another episode of the Jesus Society Podcast, a conversation exploring relationship, renewal, and purpose in the kingdom of God. This is episode 48 of the Jesus Society Podcast, and today we're going to continue uh, what is turning into a multi, multi part episode or multi, series. Multi, 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 part. Um, mini series. Mini series. A mini series, that's right. Uh, we're talking about worship, music, and the Christian assembly. And um, this is uh, we're, we're recording this. Uh, we're, this is just one big conversation for us, but it's we're separating it into multi multiple parts. Um, last week we started. Well, we started it two weeks ago. I, I better quit talking like this because I'm gonna I'm gonna get confused um, of, of how many weeks ago we started. <laughs> By the time we get done with this, that would be
1: seven weeks ago. Seven weeks ago. <laughs> I hope
0: not. I hope not. This doesn't go that long. Anyway, um, so uh, again. Uh, I would invite you to start with the first one and listen to this all the way through because these these build on each other, I think, and I think you'll get um, more out of it if you kind of listen to them in in series. Um, And I'm not just trying to get, you know, downloads out of this, right? (laughs) Uh, I really think this is an important conversation. I think it goes, I think it builds and goes together. So uh, we've got a few guests uh, today with us. Um, My son, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. And our friend Ashley, say hi, Ashley.
2: Hi, Ashley. And
0: yeah, very good. Yeah, you did that perfectly. So, if you want to hear about us and our backgrounds, that was last week's episode, and we're gonna just jump right in where we left off. For us, just a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> and for you, it was a whole week ago. So, um, so uh, I want to say, for the purposes of our, of our discussion, when we talk about music, I, I want to just make it clear we're not really addressing in this conversation contemporary christian radio music or for the non-geriatric folks like me streaming music since nobody listens to radio anymore um we're talking about music in the church's assembly okay so uh, i just want to make sure that we explain that in, in case it sounds like we're ever being critical of anything i just want you to know we're not
1: we're not hammering on i i don't even we're definitely think. being critical of everything
0: <laughs> well, i sure i sure with don't. love no. with should, love yeah no, no, yeah it's a, critique with love anyway so i want to just make, make that clear so so here's the here's the question i want us to start with a little bit today so is worship is worship about us or is it about god or is it about god
2: yes
1: <laughs> good answer next question <laughs>
0: Um, so, so I I know at least Nathan has more to say about this than that, so. Well,
1: uh, okay, I'll Ashley just, probably does too. I'll just jump in. Um, after we talked about everything we talked about two weeks ago, I'm going to start trying to quote things. Um, when we talked about the, 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 biblical the, the, and the biblical
0: theological foundations of the idea of worship
1: in yeah. the assembly, yeah, I think. I think focusing on. Starting with the fact that it's about God, I think you're going to get some um, some secondary... Like, it's also going to be about you. But if you focus on... Like, you're, we're always going to think about ourselves, right? That's just ingrained in who we are. But if you start with focusing on, let me focus on how to worship God, you're going to have the experience too, right? That's true, yeah. I don't think you but i think if you go into it focused about you it's ho- hello
0: there there appears to be a plane They're bombing. going over well, here. yeah we're, we're we've started bomb- bombing runs already <laughs> Kamikaze. <laughs>
1: yeah um if you st- if you go into it focusing about how it's on you it's a lot. it's going to be a lot harder for you to focus on god i but think that's sort of that's like answer. in the
2: psalms like david will be like having a complete mental breakdown and 100% can relate um, and then he like, he's like, God, why are you doing this? Like, why do you let the wicked do all this stuff? Like, why am I sad? All this crap. And then he, so like abruptly will switch in the middle of a Psalm to worshiping God. Yeah. And then at the end, he'll like have come to a new conclusion.
0: Yeah. That happens a lot in the Psalms. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, God, God reaches us in the midst of that and recalibrates us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I've noticed that like personally, like if I, if I'm like having a day and I like start worshiping God, like I'm, per- I know everything you do is worship, but in, Intentional time yeah. of worship, then it changes my perspective on a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so I, I want to say uh, worship is fundamentally something that we bring to God. It is, it is our gift to Him. It is, it is, He is, He is due yeah. worship. It is, as we talked about in our first episode of this, it is us surrendering and submitting our hearts to Him uh, and, and lifting Him up. So there's that. The reality, Along with that is God always meets us when we, you know, humble your heart, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, right? You know that song? You know that song,
2: Ashley? Oh, maybe.
0: That's one of our little church devotional songs, right? And it comes from the Psalms. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up.
1: I quoted that in the first one we, we talked about. It's James. Uh, that was the song that is I thought and, about. Yeah. it's um, Having a brain cramp. I think it's moment. several... Well, maybe it may be more places. than when I when I quoted it in the podcast. The first podcast, just us. That was that was the song that I was thinking of because I, I mean, and that answers the question. I think when you when you focus on God, you're gonna get some. He
0: yeah, He lifts us up. He yeah. Yeah. Uh, He meets us anytime anytime we reach out for God. You know, um, the, the Book of Acts says um, Paul will say He's He is not far from you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, yeah
2: I've been listening to a song lately um, it's really fun but I think it's based on a version of Psalms I haven't like checked it but I'm pretty sure it is uh, when I lift up my head he lifts up my heart and my troubles just all roll away hmm. and it's like about worshipping it's like a real like bluegrassy southern gospel song but it's about like worshipping oh, I probably like it it's it's really great yeah. Um, like when you're sad when I'm down or now when my heart is lonely when I lift up my head he lifts up my heart and my troubles just all roll away
0: that's neat yeah. that's neat uh, I'm gonna try to see if I can find that anywhere and put it in the show notes if there's a YouTube video for yeah, it. I can do it. What's it called?
2: Um When I Lift Up My Head When I Lift Up My Head, Um, there's one by Gordon Mote. He's a blind pianist. Is that the you can turn one this you out, but me. yes?
1: Yeah. Every good pianist, we've talked about this, is blind. Wow.
2: <laughs> That's offensive to me.
1: <laughs> not okay. Every b- blind pianist is good. How about that? Is that better? I, I'm sure that's not even true.
2: I feel like it happens. There's to
0: probably I, some blind pianists that it's not stink. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, worship is primarily about God. If we if we go, I think I think the way you said it, Nathan, is is true. If we if God is our emphasis and our focus. Um, and and this is a boy motives and stuff. That's mm-hmm. all tricky business, right? Um, particularly when we maybe get something out of it too, right? Yeah. But I think I think we have got to make sure that God is our focus, uh, that that our hearts are right, that that we are we are submitting ourselves to Him and lifting Him up and 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 surrendering to to Him and His will and like that is the. Um, that is the that is the water we swim in right and, and I think we will we will get something out of that yeah mm-hmm. but if we go into it like I think we cannot allow ourselves to go into it thinking man I need to get something out of this or i want i want to orchestrate this so that I get something out of it like I think that I don't
1: think we do that intentionally but and i I think maybe we might get into this later maybe that is a a problem of modern worship is that it is very me-focused?
2: I think it depends, like, what do you want to get out of it? Because I think you can go into worship saying, hey, like, I want to have, I want to get peace and I want to get joy. Because I think those happen when you worship. And maybe that's the wrong reason to worship. I don't know. But I think then there's other stuff, like, sometimes you want to feel something. Like, I want to have an emotional experience today.
0: That, That, that that, yes. I want to have an, a, some sort of experience that that drowns out my my own miserable problems yeah. and my my miserable life that I that I hate and am frustrated with yeah. and am scared about and and all the uh, the things that are part of life. Yeah. That we struggle with. What is
1: digging? Your computer, I think. Oh, you know why is that? See, he oh. yelled at us before we started. <laughs> I did. And said silence I everything, and then just... didn't silence his stuff. Yeah, there we go. I had a browser. Um,
0: I had a browser open, and it's just giving me warnings. I yeah.
1: think it's important to acknowledge the fact that you're going to have off days. Yes. Right. Like, you you may go into to church not being focused, not being. I told Dad the other day <laughs> because I'm an audio guy. There's times where I go to to church, and the only thing I can think about is why the kick drum sounds the way that it sounds, and what, frequ- oh, an what musician, frequency it's on.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 As and a musician, I, I get that because it's hard to like, especially if I'm going to a church that's not my own, and I'm like yeah. trying not to judge, but you know, you low key like you can't. Well, help yeah, it. and, and yeah.
0: for me, for for so many years, I was I was the preacher, right, yeah. and I frequently found it hard as a, as a church leader to, um, you know, there's so many things. I used to tell people, if you have something really important to tell me. Send me an email or call me on Monday, but don't tell me on Sunday because yeah. I've got so many things I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the sermon. I'm thinking about there's there's Sister So and So, and I really need to. I know what she's been going through, and I need to touch base with okay. her and see how she's doing. Um, I need to make sure I talk to So and So about the meeting that we're going to have. This, you know, there's just so much stuff, and golly, jeepers, it's hard to it's hard to focus, hard to focus on what you need to be focusing on. I, I think some of that is the way we do church. I th- I think yep. I have a hard time imagining that that the apostle Paul struggled with some of that well, the way we do. But that, I think acknowledging
1: the, the fact that we live in a different world than they did is really important too. Our world is so fast-paced and our minds yeah. are racing constantly. Yeah. And being able to clear, I mean we I struggle with this in prayer in my quiet time. Yeah. Being able to clear all of that and focus. It's the same thing in in worship or when we're singing. I, that that's that's really I, I difficult. A, and I think you have to intentionally be aware of okay, how am I feeling today? Where is my heart? Am I distracted? And then pray about it. Yeah, I think that's part of it.
0: I had a I had a teacher years and years ago that he one of the things he always used to say was we live in a clock-eyed world, Hmm. and and that's true. We we you know we are always looking at the clock because we're always so busy and so scheduled and like that's a that's a spiritual problem. I, I I think I think we need to we need to learn how to how to uncomplicate our lives a little bit. We're all trying to do way too much. And I think it's a spiritual discipline to yeah. to try to declutter our lives from junk. I, I, I've said before on this podcast. I get a stupid notification on my stupid phone every Sunday morning about how much time I've wasted on <laughs> on my screen time, right mm-hmm. every week. And why it tells me that on Sunday morning? You
2: could turn it off. Uh, <laughs> you,
0: you probably can't. I just I'm too stupid to figure out how to do that. Or I'm, too, or I'm, I'm too busy to figure <laughs> out how to do that. But yeah, I mean, we—how much time do we waste? Two, three, four, five, six hours a day uh, on our screens, right? It's no wonder we're we're hectic and pressured. We just yeah. we yeah. we spend we waste too much time. And I'm all I'm okay with wasting time as long as it's productive. And I don't mean productive in getting stuff done. I mean rejuvenating. Yeah. Right. Like spending 3 hours a day with your family or something like that that's useful it's relationship building it's kingdom things it's going and taking a walk and clearing your head and and talking to god that you know uh, but we are we are overscheduled we are
2: I think like talking about prayer, the reason I said that worship is about us and God is like kind of like, if you think about prayer, like is prayer for me or is prayer for God? Cause God knows everything that happened today. God knows, already heard the whole hour conversation I had with my best friend about like everything I did, but God still wants to hear me talk to him because he wants to be in a relationship with me. And it also, yeah. prayer is also for me because if He asks anything in my name, I will do it. Right. Um, so, I get something out of it, but God also wants to be in a relationship, and God also wants us to worship Him. God is a jealous God, and he doesn't want that praise going anywhere else exactly and exactly. so I think that's kind, it's similar, but yeah
0: yeah i think I think we just i think the big cautionary thing is we need to be we need to be careful about going into a, a, an assembly type thing thinking that this has to be about me, mm-hmm. right? Or, or that if, um, you know, I've, I've heard so many people say that they that, that have little little dinky congregations where maybe the singing isn't always that great, and they think, oh, gosh, I wish the singing was better. Oh, my gosh. And some of that, I mean, we all like to hear good singing yeah. as opposed to bad singing, but, um, you know, we can make too big a deal out of that kind of stuff because God loves to hear a joyful noise, right? That's what, and, and it can, as long as it's joyful, it doesn't have to be in tune. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: It's a hard issue. I, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: My dad doesn't have any musical training, but he would have to lead songs sometimes growing up because we just didn't have anybody. And so, but he really like instilled that in us because like he can't, he can sing, but he can't actually sing. Yeah. But he would just do it because we had nobody else in because he wanted.
0: Yeah. He well, and we, we've loud. we've professionalized everything. Today, yes. right, um, you which know, we'll we'll get to yeah. a little bit, but yeah, yeah, and and uh, golly, the kingdom of God is not about professionalism; it's about love and surrender and all those things. So, so, so there's there's twenty first century human values that creep into yeah. this sometimes, and that we, weren't that, there
1: in the first century. that
0: that weren't necessary. Well, no, they had first century human values that crept yeah. into crept crept creep creeper. Creep. Crept, crept. Creeped. I think it's <laughs> yeah. So, 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 how does how does music function among humans? Let's take it out of the church business for a minute and let's let's think. Well, like, what's what does music do to us as human beings?
1: I have two quotes. Yep, I'm, I'm looking at. Yep, I have
0: a few quotes too.
1: Um, Henry David Thoreau said, "When I hear music, I feel no danger." I am invulnerable, I see no foe, I am related to the earliest of times and to the latest. Hmm. Um, Leonard Bernstein said, music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable. Hmm. Which I think is a really good one.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Um, I, you guys both know this about me. There is one specific song, um, Caitlin Smith, Tacoma. Just Uh, look it up. Look it up. Yeah. Um, There's one moment in that song where I can't help but get chills, if Mm -hmm. not cry.
2: He does cry. Yeah. And
1: I've listened to it, I don't know how many times. Yeah. But there's something, there's a soul thing in that that happens.
0: And it has nothing to do with the lyrics.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like the the word
2: might, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the key change. Yeah. 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 It's such an intense moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So one of our one of our uh, one of the movies that I that I love is is a music a movie a movie called Music and Lyrics. It stars Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore, and I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a it's just a fun movie. Hugh Grant is Hugh Grant. You know, in every movie Hugh Grant is in, just about he's this funny sort of uh, kind of quirky dude, right? And he plays in Music and Lyrics. He plays um, um, an ex-pop star. And he and his uh, partner in this pop band, which ironically was called pop. um, They had, they had a falling out years ago. Um, The one guy was the, he was sort of the front man and he was the, uh, and Hugh Grant's character was the, was the, the songwriter person, right? Um, The other guy was the lyricist. He was the music guy. Hugh Grant was. And he, he, he gets this opportunity to write this song for a big pop star. And, he doesn't have a good lyricist. Well, he stumbles upon Drew Barrymore, who who comes in to water his plants, and she happens to have a little bit of a gift for lyrics, and so he cajoles her into writing the lyrics for this pop song that they have to write for this crazy, goofy pop star. And at one point, they're having, they're having a, a muffin at a little thing trying to get some food in them because they've been up all night trying to write this song. And they have this little discussion debate about... Whether whether music is is important, versus you know in Drew Barrymore's world she's a writer and so she writing the lyrics matter and and um, so they have this little debate about music and lyrics right and and Hugh Grant says um, they're talking about a book that Drew Barrymore there's a book that was written that is about Drew Barrymore's character we'll get into all that. And she thinks because, you know, it's a big, well-published book that it's the big thing, right? And Hugh Grant's character says, yeah, I know, uh, music doesn't matter, but he, said, he says, but I'll tell you this, there is nothing that will make you feel as good, as quick, as I got sunshine on a cloudy day when it's cold outside. I got the month of May. Yeah, so... Yeah. I, I, he's right. Music makes us feel good. It just makes us feel good.
1: By itself, without lyrics. Right, mm-hmm. right. Necessarily.
0: There was a song... I don't know if you remember this, Nathan. When you were in the band...
1: The Honor Band? Yeah, the Honor Band that we one We played year, a song... I don't even remember oh, what it was. I remember this. I, it was called Rest. Let me look it up real quick, because I got a quote. I, I, it's an incredible... Um,
0: but it didn't have any words. No, no, like no. It was, it, was just, instrumental. it was just instrumental music. And it was, it was I moving.
1: I, I don't, I I I don't know. We played it, and I, at the end of it, there, um, I don't know that there was one of us that wasn't crying, like in the band. Because it was a beautiful, beautiful song. We performed it really, really well together, and we were all feeling it. Yeah, and there was a I think there was a spiritual thing that happened in that yeah um, and I can't remember the composer who wrote it but it's it's an incredible song if I if I can find yeah. it later I'll put it in the show notes
0: yeah yeah so here's a couple of quotes this is from uh, Martin Luther not not Martin Luther King Martin Luther the 16th century Reformation leader and some of these are just kind of they're funny but they're but they're they're poignant too he says, A person who gives this some thought and yet does not regard music as a marvelous creation of God must be a clodhopper indeed and does not deserve to be called a human being. He should be permitted to hear nothing but the braying of asses and the grunting of hogs. (laughs) I like it.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Martin Luther also said next to the word of God music deserves the highest praise and then one more he says um, the gift of language combined with the gift of song was given to human beings to let us know that we should praise God with both word and music namely by proclaiming the word of God through music that cool? Yeah. yeah yeah
2: I feel like I'm kind of, like, the odd one out because I am not very emotional. I try not to be emotional. I don't know. It just doesn't happen. So, like, music doesn't usually touch me. Like, I don't usually cry. I can't really think of, like, the last song I've even cried Mm. to. I don't know. But, like, music for me, I guess this is an emotion. It's like a way to express joy. Yeah. Um, And that's what I try to do. I don't know. It just happens naturally in my music. But I think it, like, I think... I had written in my notes convention music when I go to singing schools and whatever, and we sing, like it brings people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially when you have four parts or you're all trying to read your part or you're trying to lead your section and singing the right part. I think it, it brings a sense of community. And also, even if you're not singing, just look, we all knew the song Tacoma, mm-hmm. but I think it, it creates like a shared bond with people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you absolutely. like the same music I like. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I think in church, um when we're when we're singing together i think well i think there's something holy mm-hmm. about god's people joining voices mm-hmm. there there is something unifying uh, just there's something holy yeah. uh, about it um god intends for his people to sing together mm-hmm. yeah what were you going to say nathan
1: i was just going to say you're not alone in that i think we all um interact with music differently and i think some of us, because of the people that we are, um, the Myers Briggs would say we're feelers and not thinkers. Which doesn't yeah. mean we don't think, but it means we hey. feel. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, our feeler is dominant. Yeah, 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 and so and I'm and I'm a feeler. Yeah, just, and yeah. me too. But, I'm a good thinker, but I, uh, you know.
1: So you're not. You're not. You're definitely not alone in that. I think um, we'll talk about this later. I think different types of worship settings.
2: Appeal to different Appealed, types of yes. thinkers versus feelers. Yeah, and my my preference very much yeah. appeals to thinking.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'd it's rather not... like read the Alto Line than like, like I don't know. that puts my brain to work while right. I'm worshiping God.
0: Yeah, so but it's your uh, form yeah. of worship. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, there, like all
0: of this is important. So you know, if, if you're a head person, a thinker, right? You you may really get off on the on the Bible study and the scripture and the theology and the and the stuff. Is that important? Yes. Mm-hmm. My gosh, that's important. If you're a feeler, you might not you might read your bible and you might love God and you might know scripture well, but what but what really what really does it for you is the is the singing stuff. Is that important? Yes, yeah. right? Yeah. And we don't have to bifurcate these things. We don't have to yeah. separate them and make them they're not enemies. They're not no. enemies. No, the, like God God created us. Right. Mm -hmm. So he gave us thinkers and feelers uh, in in each one of us. Mm -hmm. Like like I have a thinker and I have a feeler. Right. I have a mind and I have a heart Mm -hmm. and I have emotions. He gave us all our emotions. So why would God not create us for all those things to play a part in how we relate to him?
2: But the church is a body and to an one analogy. another. yeah. yeah then yeah. you can have thinkers and feelers in the church as well, and they're both mm-hmm. important. The they're both important, important, and they both yeah. com-
0: complement each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I
1: think for a feeler to look at a thinker and be like, "Well, you're you clearly don't love God because you're not, I don't know, down on the ground crying every song <laughs> like, yeah. like that's not fair." But or also for, for like, for for like a, yeah, for for think- thinkers for the to other look way, yeah. yeah. Like,
2: yeah, because I struggle with that sometimes because there's a lot of talk in like circles I grew up in, like. They make fun of people who raise their hands in worship or stuff like that.
1: Yeah. 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 Some of that is...
2: That is in the Psalms, by the way. But anyway. What? Raising your hands in worship. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So here's here's another... uh, Because we talked last week... um, Well, not last week. Two weeks ago. We talked in the first episode in this (laughs) mini-series about the terms worship and the term edification. And I am of the contention that Paul... Um, Paul sees the assembly as being primarily about edification. Okay, that's the that's the big purpose of us gathering together. Okay, so here's a here's a here's an interesting conversation question: Is music is it edification or is it worship in a church setting?
1: Short short answer, like the first one, yes, right? <laughs> it has to be. I don't uh, think
0: you're, you're saying both. Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. Because, so I think about the verse a lot in uh, Ephesians 4, Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, Mm -hmm. um, where Paul's talking about a whole bunch of things. But speaking to yourselves in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And I think, like, maybe I'm reading too much into this, like, for my, I don't know. But I don't think he would name three of them if they didn't serve different purposes. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like Psalms, because in church music today, which I don't know if this is right or not, but in church music today, you have, like, stuff like hymns, Um, You have worship songs that are specifically Mm to God. um, How great thou art, great Mm -hmm. is thy faithfulness. You have uh, songs, I'm just going off hymns that I know, songs that Mm -hmm. are like about the Christian life, standing on the solid rock, leaning on the Mm -hmm. everlasting arms, send the light, stuff that's about more Christian life rather than worshiping God. But those are good because they teach God doctrine, I think, and they they edify you. Send the light is a classic, like, let's go do missions song.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that carries over to modern... Yes, totally. So, I'm so to the examples,
0: the but. the verse, um, and there's two verses. So there's Ephesians, um, and then there's Colossians three sixteen, and it's interesting, like it's interesting to pay attention to how this is worded, right? So, let the word of Christ richly dwell among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual mm-hmm. songs. So there's a clearly, clearly Paul sees singing as edification because you're teaching, you're admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. But then, but then the second phrase in that verse is singing to God mm-hmm. with gratitude in your hearts. So, so t- Paul ties singing in that verse to what we would think of as edification, teaching and admonishing one another. He also ties it to, to something you do to God, which would be worship right it is so it serves both both purposes so my question is sort of a sort of a you know I'm...
1: but in what we've said is worship about us or god and there it's important that when you go into worship you are recognizing all of that you're recognizing yeah number one it's about god more than anything else it has to be everything has, yeah. Every, everything has to be upward focused N- number two i'm if I'm doing it right, I'm gonna have an interaction with him at some level, at some level of a heart. Whether I'm just saying thank you, or whether like there's gonna be communication there between me and God. But number three, and this is the one that we don't talk about, and this is the edification part. It's for the people next to me, yeah. Because it's a it's a group experience, like we were talking about with with classical music or whatever. When you play in a band, it's a group yeah. experience. And so, if you were somebody that you go into service and you don't sing, I think you're, you're not helping your brother next to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if you don't think you have a good voice, it is about the act of being one together and doing something yeah. together. There's something
0: very unifying about yeah. that. It, there's, there's also something, you know, if it, when we come together, some of us, some of us are stronger than others. And that may be, I may be stronger than you today. Next week I may come and I'm a puddle mm-hmm. and, yeah. and right. And so our job is to bolster one another, to strengthen one another, to 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 encourage each other to persevere. And we do that sometimes with song, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Um, sometimes a song can be a, a rallying cry to keep your eyes on, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full mm-hmm. in His wonderful face, right. Um, that's a nice old song, isn't it? I'm Ashley?
1: smiling because I'm hearing Katie sing it. Oh, our friend, because um, you guys played that together, right?
2: So Katie only knows, you can cut this out, but Katie only knows the <laughs> Lauren Daigle version. And so, and we tried it once, but I only knew the other version. Oh, uh, okay. So, it, yeah. It my brother, you're going to cut this out, right? No. Sure. Okay. We don't cut <laughs> Well, either. you know what I'm I walked in the house last week, and my brother had his friends over at my parents' house, and he's a sophomore in college, and they were playing beer pong with ginger ale while listening <laughs> to Lauren Daigle's Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus.
0: <laughs> Well, as long as it was ginger ale, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. I mean. It's ginger ale pong.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's just a wild juxtaposition. <laughs> but that's the world we live in, right? Like, I, as crazy as it is, like, okay, I'm not endorsing this, but like, country music has throughout, throughout years had this balance of going crazy on Friday night and church on Sunday morning. What's that song? I'm going to church, church, on, Sunday oh, um, of our church on Sunday and, morning. Dozens and dozens of songs. Yeah, there's like a lot. That. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah and that's that's very reflective of southern culture yeah which is where that all comes from yeah and I, just for the record I'm a huge fan of country music I'm a huge fan of country music I don't like the you know when I was growing up there was an awful lot of songs about adultery yeah you know and I I never liked those even then you know and I wasn't even the most devout soul on <laughs> earth back then I was listening to Kiss after all right <laughs> um, but I never liked never liked that but but I like country music I do Anyway, so I'm going to read something else here that uh, this is interesting, I, I think. Um, so we're talking about is, is music, edification, or worship. I'm a, I'm a church historian, um, so, um, so I have a book, a very good book. It's a big, thick, old thing. It's, it's called The Encyclopedia of Early Christianity, and it's uh, edited by Everett Ferguson, who was a professor in one of the schools that I attended. Uh, the book was written in 1999, but it's a very, very, very good book. So he's got an entry like all encyclopedias do um, on different things, there's an entry on music and it's a lengthy entry that's useful for a lot of things but I wanna read the last, basically the last paragraph in that article um, because he's talking about music in the early church, okay? So um, there's, a, there's a Latin word, um, musica, okay? That, that is the Latin word for music and uh, the last paragraph of that article says, the Latin word musica rarely was used with reference to Christian song. Now he's talking about in the writings of the early church, the non-scriptural, you know, like if you think the, only, if you think the people of the early church only wrote scripture and didn't write anything else, you are mistaken. There's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of, of um, early Christian writings. So the word musica rarely was used with reference to Christian song, indicating the recognition that classical music was something, and when they say classical music, they're not talking about Beethoven, right? Mm -hmm. In the first century, they're not talking about Beethoven. They're talking about classic um, Greco-Roman music, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Classical music was something different than church music. They, They recognized that, which is why they didn't use the word musica to refer to that. Um, when Christians did reflect on the nature of their own music, which they apparently didn't do very often, um, they called attention to its moral purpose. Uh, there is a rapport between the movements of the soul and music. So, music, by combining pleasure with profit, is a means of giving beauty to the moral character. Christian music was intended to glorify God, to edify the faithful by lifting the thoughts above and reaffirming the faith, to improve conduct, and to proclaim the truth. So he makes reference to about four things, four purposes of early Christian music. To, to glorify God, to edify the faithful by lifting thoughts above and reaffirming the faith, to improve conduct, and that kind of gets to, to um, something we talked about back in the in the, one of our church history conversations on the podcast, and to proclaim the truth, so music had a had a fourfold kind of function as as the early Christians saw it, which is kind of interesting.
2: I really that's I really like that phrase. Pleasure, combining pleasure with profit is a means of giving beauty to moral character. Yeah, because um, I think sometimes we talked about the church being too professional, but I think sometimes there's a, another side of the pendulum where it's like, well, if I'm making a joyful noise, God isn't. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm good or not if I'm doing my job well. But I think if God's gifted you to make to combine pleasure with profit, then you glorify him by doing that.
0: God loves excellence. Yes. In all things. Mm-hmm. And if you're that, that it comes down to, you know, if you're if you're an expert plumber, do your work with a plum. Do it with excellence. Mm-hmm. Right? Be the best version of that. Um, I, I think often about the 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 verse in the Old Testament, when they're when they're constructing the tabernacle, God um, called them to to bring together the, the skillful craftsmen, mm. right, the artisans of the age, to, to make all the Jesus imp- was one. Jesus was one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 beauty um, the beauty of uh, of craftsmanship into the furnishings for the tabernacle, right. Um, and, and he wanted the skillful people to do that, not the unskilled people, right? Because God cares about doing what you do with excellence, and and beauty, and dignity, and skill. God likes that. So if you're if you're gifted with music, whether you're a gifted singer, whether you're a gifted, gifted musician, do those things. Yeah. Do those yeah. things uh, with excellence. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's no reason not to use your gift. Like. You know, I'm a guitar player. There's no reason, it doesn't make any sense to play guitar on the weekends in a band or whatever and not also want to use my my gift, my skill yeah. to glorify God. That just, that just doesn't. One time, I don't remember where we were. Somebody said, um, what's the difference between a football player and a Christian football player? Do you remember that?
0: Uh vaguely I don't remember and I don't remember where we were I don't remember how that question was, was answered it was a
1: long time ago but it was the, the answer was essentially that well the Christian football player is performing to glorify God like he's not he's not going out there for his own selfish for his own pride or whatever he's doing it as an act of glorifying God and if your focus is on that
0: yeah, and and that's that's uh, the the word Latreia, right? It's yeah. it's your life is the, the way you live your life, the way you engage in in your profession, the way you do everything, you, you do it with excellence. That is a that is a form of worship, right? Honoring Absolutely. God out of who you are and how you interact with the world. Right?
2: There's a missionary named Eric Little. Uh, the movie Cherries of Fire. Um, he's yeah, a guy yeah. who wouldn't run on Sundays, mm-hmm. and he would, later was a missionary to China, and I think he actually died in China. But he wrote in his journal that like, basically God gave me the gift to run and I feel his pleasure when I run. Mm, And worship has a more, in my head, a more logical connection to to glorifying God because God commands us to sing to him. But um, I think that it can be applied to everything. So if you're playing Mm. in a band on Saturday night, well, God has given you that gift and you should feel his pleasure when you are using it Mm. for his glory.
0: So, so I want to I want to circle back, because I, I remembered, I didn't put this in my notes, but I remembered I wanted to talk about it. And I think you've got a quote somewhere, Nathan, in your notes, your scribbles, um, about, um, we were talking, because we, you and I were talking this morning about um, music as it existed in the first century in Jewish culture.
1: We want, we want to talk about that now? Um, I'm, I'm in.
0: Was that, did, were we going to talk about that?
1: We, we didn't talk about where we were going to talk about it, but we can talk about it now. <laughs> okay, yeah, well. All right, let's go. Um and this this is a good segue I think into into what we're about to talk about. Um so I'm a very bad researcher just <laughs> prefacing this. So I did some very very basic research that a 3-year-old could do in about 2 seconds. But I'm going to present present it like I'm a doctorate in the my field. Um <laughs> <laughs> So a very simple Wikipedia search. Hey. <laughs> um finds an article um, that quotes music historian Theodore Berg, um, and he says, if we were able to step into the biblical period, we would find a culture filled with music where people used music in their daily lives. Um, Herbert Lockyer also says that such music was capable of expressing a great variety of moods and feelings with a broadly marked antithesis of joy and sorrow Hope and fear, faith and doubt. In fact, every shade and quality of sentiment are found in the wealth of songs and psalms, and in the diverse melodies of the people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so well, you have. You, what do you want to say about that?
1: Well, I was, I was going to say, um, we watched the Chosen. Yeah. Um, there is a scene in the at the wedding where there's a big celebration and and dance and music and. I think part of what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with what is worship, ignoring that um, singing to God, ignoring that music to God can be, it can be celebratory, it can be saddening, it can be joyful, it can be anything. It can be an expression of anything. God just wants us to communicate with Him yeah, what yeah. we're feeling, where we're at, to talk to Him about it and to bring it Yeah, to yeah. Um If you're curious at all, well, what were you going to say? i well, I, I
0: was just going to m- mention that, like the that that scene in the Chosen at the wedding feast at Cana. H- have you seen? Did you watch the whole thing? No, you haven't watched it all yet. How, how much of the Chosen have you watched?
1: Just the first episode, really.
0: I,
2: I have huh? no. We stopped it for some reason.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Well, I've
2: seen like five minutes. Okay.
1: okay, I thought you saw more than that, but okay, anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, you must watch it all. <laughs> you must.
1: From work. to my list. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because you don't have anything else going on in your life. (laughs) No. no. Ashley Ashley is an intrepid uh, journalist. Is that the right word? Journalist. Journalist writer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Both. M.P.M. teacher. She has
1: more jobs than I have fingers. Yeah.
0: She's a she. uh, The the cool word. The cool word is she's an entrepreneur.
2: You know it. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's cool till April fifteenth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. So, so, but that's that's what Ashley does for a living. Nathan is a um, he is he is the uh, CEO and executive <laughs> he's of. Also uh, an entrepreneur. Nathan, yeah, he's also an entrepreneur of Nathan Longwell Music. Y'all you yeah,
1: are funny. Yeah, the CEO. <laughs> I have a small. Yeah,
0: and he's also the chief uh, creative officer. Right, of he's the Longwell namesake Music.
2: of Nathan Longwell Music. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Pioneer. She's visionary, the founder. visionary Brag on me. founder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be my new Instagram bio. Don't do Please do that. Anyway. Visionary. <laughs> anyway. So that scene in The Chosen, um, where the, they're at the wedding feast in Cana, it is, um, I love that scene because they are, they are dancing and they are, they're celebrating. There's music, there's singing, there's festivities. Like it is a, it is a beautiful picture of celebration. In the community of God, and and what it what it shows, and this is absolutely true. Music was a, it was a part of life. Um, you know, it wasn't always what we think it was, but it was. Uh, to think that nobody paid attention to music, sometimes we we say in churches of Christ, well, the, um, they didn't use instrumental music in their worship because they didn't have instruments. Well, that's just silly. They had loads of instruments. The Greco-Roman world had it. Uh, the Israelites had it. Sometimes people say, yeah, but they were all big and cumbersome and they weren't they weren't portable. Baloney, they had lots of little bitty portable instruments that they could carry around. So they, they chose not to use it. But, but music, I don't ever want to uh, give the impression that music was not a big part of everyday life in the first century and in the world of that time. Greco-Roman, Israelite, Hebrew, probably Babylonian, you know. All the rest of that, and too. I
1: think we've we've lost maybe a little bit of uh, we we have approached music, whether from a traditional or more modern background, as a thing that has to be reverent and has to be, you know, yeah, yeah. I th- I think still and in, in the moment, and it's got to be there's got to be a lot of respect. And while that's true, I think there's also a time and place for,
0: you know, celebration.
1: She I did. do
2: occasionally dance the macarena on stage while the prelude's playing <laughs> while I'm waiting to start church. Occasionally, wow. that's, <laughs> a, occasionally.
0: that's a that's Not a that's that's like a contemporary fashion. church. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, I I think about one of the things I think about a lot. So in in early America, particularly in Appalachia and even in like Louisiana and some of the southern states, music was just a part of you know they didn't have internet, they didn't have TV, they didn't have sometimes they didn't have a radio right? So what would people do in the evenings? They'd get home from work, they'd eat dinner, they'd go out on the porch because in the summertime it's 98,000 degrees in the house because it's been baking in the hot sun all day. So they go out on the porch, they'd pull out their fiddles and their guitars and whatever they had, yep. banjos, and the whole family and some of their neighbors sometimes, they, they'd, they'd have a, a sing, you know, they'd be playing and singing and sometimes dancing in the front yard. Like music was a... Was just a, a, a big part of life in a in a way that it's not. And I I, am aware of that and I kind of miss that. I kind of wish we did that more. I kind of wish, and some families do. We just yeah. never really have, probably because we have a television. You know, I not, should I should throw the television away.
1: Now that I'm thinking about it, at the BCM, we, not and, that we did it all the time. But there was a lot of times where they would put on like Christian music and like dance the, to the, it and the, stuff. The, like we would have like sort of semi parties that were like. The
0: the BCM, by the way, I, I don't know that we explained oh, yeah. those. We so, may not have. It, it was the it's the it was the Baptist Campus Ministry Baptist, it is, huh
2: Baptist Collegiate Ministry. Bab,
0: Baptist yeah. Collegiate yeah. Ministry is what it stands for. It's the it's the Campus Ministry at, at MTSU, and it's where we met, where Nathan and Ashley met. We're students yeah. there, yeah. So,
1: but we would have big celebrations, sort of like that. I don't think we yeah. thought about it like that, but it just happened because we're college kids and. Having
2: fun. Alternative parties, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So
2: at the BCM, there also was there somebody was playing music all the time. Ninety yeah. percent of the time, it was me. Um, but like, there's a few other pianists, or Nathan would be playing the guitar, or somebody would be playing Somebody was, all, there so was.
0: There was music
2: was, in the building all the time. Yeah. 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 So uh,
0: music has always been important to humans, as long as there's been music. Um, it is. It, it, I think it, it accomplishes a lot of really important human things uh, outside of religion. It's a, It's a part of religion too. It's part of Christianity. Well, it's a, it was a, it's been a part of all religions, I think. but but in Christianity God takes it like he does everything else. He takes normal human things and invests them with with meaning and purpose. That flow in line with His kingdom vision for us, right? It it brings unity. It it improves relationship. It it um, it is a means by which we we encourage one another. We call each other to something higher. It is a means by which we we offer um, praise to God. It is a, and we're going to get into this in this next. We're we I think we're about the point where we probably ought to throw in another break, um, but um it it does a lot of really important stuff um yeah. for us um and god god again invests it with with meaning and purpose beyond beyond the music which he does with most things so so with that, we're gonna we're gonna stop um, for this episode. We're gonna we're gonna pick up here in just a, for us just a minute, and we'll we'll uh, we'll bleed this into yet another episode. Um, but I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you'll join us again next week for the third fourth part fourth part of our conversation about all this. Uh, as always, we'd appreciate it if you tell others about the podcast. Smash that that, that <laughs> subscribe, subscribe button. button. Um, yeah. Uh, rate and review us um, wherever you go to get your your podcasts.
2: Like for part four. Seven. Oh, for part, sorry. Four. Yeah, this
0: this will be part four coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so please visit our uh, Facebook page. Uh, we also have a Facebook group for the Jesus Society podcast. If you want to ask questions or or chime in on this or any other topic, um, you can find that there. Check out our website, thejesussociety.com. Um, check out our Patreon page, um, and I'll have the link in the show notes, that's kind of our one-stop shop clearinghouse for everything, um, the podcast episodes, things that I write, which are there too, um, and thanks for listening, and remember, you are greatly loved.
2: <laughs>